0: Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Basically, we are developing a machine and disposables as well to detect antibodies related to COVID-19 in a small sample volume. Usually we are talking about maybe 10 microliter of sample volume. After we published the paper on the COVID-19 antibody detection, we also have detected a so-called M-protein related to COVID-19, which is also very important biomarker to indicate the infection of the disease. Currently, the standard way actually is to, to do the so-called RT-PCR, so you get a nasal swab, and then you get an RNA extracted, and then you do this uh, RT-PCR. To detect whether there's a presence of viral virus uh, in your body. Uh, however, this method may have uh, uh, lots of uh, so-called false negatives and uh, may not be able to track how the human body response to the viral infection. And antibody actually is an aftermath. So basically it measures how human immune system responds to the viral infection and also uh, antibodies can uh, vary from low level to the high level and gradually drops. And uh, so therefore we need a device that can not only detect the presence of antibody, but also is able to track the antibody progress uh, over uh, over days, maybe weeks and a month. Antibody uh, measurement is also very important for us to monitor the the antibody developed after vaccination because there's no virus in our body at this this time. uh, But basically, we just induce the antibody in in our body. And so in this case, uh, RT-PCR does not work. Because the biosafety issue, we cannot use a real patient blood sample at this point. Basically, we use commercial serum. We purchase from, you know, commercial companies, and then we spike these uh, antibodies into the serum, Then we we'll do the detection. This mimics the real situation where we have a patient blood samples. There are two ways um, to do the detection currently. One is so-called rapid test method. Um, basically, it's based on so-called lateral flow assay. It's a pretty much like a pregnancy test strip. We use And so the advantage uh, of this technology is uh, very quick. It's probably $10 to $15 per test, and it's portable. But the the biggest problem is uh, it has lots of uh, negative, false negatives. So it can just tell you yes or no information, or we call it the binary information. It won't be able to track uh, or monitor The antibody development over over days or weeks. And another technology is uh, so called ELISA. ELISA can be done in a centralized lab. So, in this case, you have to take withdrawal patient samples and send the samples uh, to to a lab, and then you do the uh, analysis. So, um, the advantage is uh, it's highly sensitive and quantitative. Uh, Disadvantage is uh, not portable. Um, you cannot measure the patient sample directly at uh, the point of care. And uh, those, that, uh, that's the reason we have very long turnaround time. So so between the time when you get the sample and the time when you get the results, usually it takes probably one day or longer. Based on the uh, previous experience with the SARS back 2003 and 2004, and also the recent publication regarding this SARS-2 or COVID-19, we know antibodies start to develop uh, probably a few days after the infection. And then the peaks probably a week or so after the infection, then gradually you know uh, lower down a little bit. So if we have a treatment and also if, if we have a vaccination, and then uh, we, uh, we should be able to monitor the antibody increase and the decrease uh, over time, which provides us important information for us to change the treatment and for us to probably change uh, the, the vaccination and to make sure the vaccination is effective. Basically, our technology combines the both advantages of the paper-based detection, rapid and a small sample volume, and point-of-care detection, as well as accuracy, sensitivity, and quantitative measurement of standard ELISA methods. I think the next step is to test, to validate our device and the method in a clinical setting with a real COVID-19 positive patient samples, of course, negative as well. Especially, we want to put our machine in third-party hospitals and to to validate and to, to see whether first, whether it works and second, whether it works as we expect. And the third, whether it can solve the problems of the drawbacks associated with a paper based device and this, you know, the standard ELISA method in the centralized lab. This device actually can be as good as quickly as paper based test strip, but in the meantime, it maintains the sensitivity, accuracy, and quantification uh, capability of the large uh, ELISA machine. In the meantime, it uses only a small sample volume, a few microliters, which can be easily generated from uh, fingertip, blood, or saliva, or urine. Optofluidic Bioassay was founded as a spin-off company from UM uh, back in 2015. And so we we are developing this company is developing the microfluidic ELISA devices, and uh, it has uh, two platforms. One is this so-called point-of-care technology under the name uh, Express ELISA, basically provides a rapid detection of uh, any uh, analytes in body fluids with a very small sample volume, with a very quick measurement time, usually probably 10 to 15 minutes, with a relatively low throughput. So we are talking about uh, individual measurement or maybe measurement of only a few patients. In the meantime, the company also develops a so-called microfluidic 96-well plates. And this one actually can produce a very high throughput measurements. And it can measure probably 80 samples in about 15 minutes. And so as compared to standard 96 wells, and uh, microfluidic 96-well plates can measure and analyze 10 times faster than the standard 96-well plates using only 20% of sample volume and 20% of reagents, which can save a tremendous of costs for, for the users. We are also detecting M-protein, and which is also very important biomarker for COVID-19. We are Going to submit a paper, uh, and M protein actually precedes symptom, uh, like a COVID nineteen symptom. When you have infection, uh, so M protein occurs probably after maybe one or two days, even before you know the clinical symptoms emerge. And whereas uh, antibody detection is. Uh, Aftermath detection, which means you have a symptom already, and and basically uh, sometimes you have a symptom, sometimes you don't have a symptom, but they, this probably lags the, the the infection for uh, like a three, maybe f- up to seven days. So so basically, we are trying to use you know different biomarkers to capture the infection at different stages. The m protein is before symptom, whereas antibody is. It's probably a few days, up to seven days after the infection. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.